Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. While sitting in the yard of a small automobile repair shop, its owners heard strange noises on their roof. But when they looked outside, nothing was there. This was not the final unexplained occurrence at the property, but the start of many. Had the workers just met a poltergeist? Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding. And this week, we're exploring the case of unexplained activity at a repair shop in Cardiff in the 1980s. Of course, it's the Cardiff Poltergeist. Now let's kick things off with this week's fact or fiction. Here it is. One Welsh legend suggests that a mysterious being, part man and part dog, has been spotted in the city of Llandoff. Is this fact or fiction? What do you think? Find out at the end of the show. So the Cardiff poltergeist in the 1980s on Croix Road in the Cathays area of Cardiff, Moa Services was a local hub for repairing automobiles. The premises was built in 1882 along with a row of residential housing and retail lots and was taken over by John Matthews and his wife Pat Matthews in 1979 to set up their own repair shop and workshop. Pat's brother, Fred Cook, also came along to the shop to help out. Over time, the workshop built a name for itself and became a successful business, even opening an adjoining garden accessory shop. At this time, Cardiff was developing as a metropolitan city and business was coming in steadily and reliably for Moa services. Everything seemed fine for John, Pat and Fred, there was nothing too out of the ordinary, just everyday annoyances such as the local youths mucking about outside the shop. One Saturday afternoon, the shop was quieter than usual. At the back of Moa Services was a yard with a shed, complete with a sofa and TV. To pass the time, John and Fred were sitting out back watching a rugby game. Suddenly, they heard a noise. It was so loud they could hear it over the television set. It sounded like rocks falling onto the roof. Fred was certain this would be those annoying children who rode around on their bikes, throwing things around and being a nuisance. He stayed on the sofa in a grump while John went outside to shoo the kids away. But when he looked up, nothing was there. Only seconds before had they heard, clear as day, the sound of rocks against the roof. John was perplexed. Fred, however, was convinced it must have been the kids who were misbehaving. 
I thought people throwing stones. It's got to be. It can't be anything else. But this was not the last time they experienced objects flying around while no one was there to throw them. It would appear the mower services had a poltergeist. From this day forward, more rocks were thrown. Angered and still unconvinced, Fred would quickly try and catch the kids who were causing all the ruckus, but time and time again, he could find no explanation. No rowdy teen to blame. The staff who worked alongside Pat, Fred and John also began to experience this activity. Stones being thrown became so common that the staff gave the poltergeist a nickname, Pete. Pete was not a shy ghost. Objects started to be thrown while customers and people coming to do business with the shop were present. John said of the experience, It all started with the poltergeist throwing things about. He was just throwing everything around in the shop. He's thrown things while people have been in the shop and while reps have been here. Not just rocks were reported as being thrown around, but tools, bolts and engine parts too. Dust was dropped down the back of workers' shirts. Dishes that were smashed were suddenly repaired, as if new. A lawnmower started up on its own and a computer in the office above the shop. Text was typed in when no one was present. In one staggering display of paranormal activity, blue flames emerged from a brass World War II shell case, which was on display as a souvenir. At this point, it was no question to John as to whether or not he was being haunted. He knew mower services had a ghost, but to prove it to himself, one evening he set himself and Poltergeist Pete a task. As he was tidying up for the day, he placed a float a small device used to regulate fuel levels on a flat surface in the workshop and challenged the spirit to move it. While locking up, he suddenly felt a strange sensation in his hand. It felt as if an object was pricking him. When he opened his hand, he found the float. He rushed to check the workshop and sure enough, there was no float where he had left it. To make sure this wasn't an elaborate and orchestrated prank from his staff, John conducted another test. He and another staff member were the only ones working one day. At the end of their shift, they locked all the doors in the shop, then placed their hands on a counter and waited. The sound of stones dropping onto the floor was heard nearby. Hi all, it's TV's Gail Porter here. I am so excited to tell you that I am joining the Paranormal Activity family and will be hosting a number of live podcast recordings across the UK. The first is on the 6th of March at London's haunted Richmond Theatre. Expect terrifying tales, audience interaction and hopefully a spirit or two. I can't wait for you to join me and to hear your own paranormal experiences. You can find tickets at www.paranormalpod.co.uk Seven years passed since Mower's services was opened and John felt the building was due a renovation. Perhaps the renovation could bring new life into the building and might diminish Pete's presence. But the activity persisted. In some cases, became even worse than before. Money was another of Pete's fascinations. He used to mess with the shop. One evening, the family jokingly said it would be better if Pete could make some money appear instead of rocks. The next morning, three old pennies of unknown origin dating back to 1912 appeared, along with a few crumpled up £5 notes in the shop and workshop. 
Fred said, the boys who worked there used to say to him, give me a penny, and he'd make a penny appear out of thin air and fall at their feet. Then he started giving me pounds and even notes, fivers and tenors stuck to my car in the rain. John seemed to think the activity stemmed from one particular corner of the workshop. He said, one day I was moving things around in that particular corner and because I was disturbing him, he threw two big marbles which just missed me. When John threw stones into the corner, he reported that they would immediately come flying back to him. He found this out by accident, throwing a stone into the corner out of frustration, only to have it land back at his feet. Weirder still, different stones were being thrown back. Pete was showing no signs of slowing down. When Moa's services was broken into, the police were called to investigate. While on site, the officers witnessed Pete's activity for themselves, hearing the sounds of rocks being thrown. Not sure what to make of the noise in lieu of the robbery, an insurance rep was called to investigate and reported the same thing, odd noises, and even saw a stone being thrown across the floor. John and Pat were concerned about business. Although Pete had become a local legend and was known throughout Cardiff as the activity was getting worse, they feared a loss of customers and sales. Finally, in 1989, John and Pat contacted the Society for Psychical Research in London for help. David Fontana, British parapsychologist, author and professor of psychology at Cardiff University, was sent to the premises to investigate Pete. When Fontana first walked into Moa services, he noticed John and a sales rep sitting down, hands on their knees. As he watched, he saw a stone thrown across the room. Neither of their hands had moved an inch. Understanding that this ghost was not reserved but wanting to make itself as known as possible, Fontana tried to replicate John's experience of having a stone thrown back from the specific corner of the workshop. Sure enough, after a few attempts, he managed to have a stone thrown back to him from the corner. He thought this demonstrated intent and rudimentary intelligence from the spirit. After research, Fontana learned that a young boy was killed on a road nearby. Fontana thought this could be the poltergeist. This death was confirmed when the victim's older sister came forward after reading about the case in the paper. Until now, the activity has been solely objects moving around. Pete the Poltergeist had more tricks up his sleeve, it seemed. The haunting came to a head when Fred, who was always less convinced than John, saw the entity of the spirit for the first time in the workshop. He looked up from his work and saw the apparition of a 1940s schoolboy sitting up on a shelf. Fred thought he couldn't have been older than 12 and described him as wearing a cap, dark short trousers, a jacket and big black boots. Fred said, I'd never been frightened until then. I looked up and there he was sitting on a shelf. He was a young boy wearing a peak cap, but his head, hands and legs were just outlines. There was nothing there. After that, I saw him about five or six times. In 1993, Moa services moved from Croix Road to a brand new and larger location in Splot. The old shop where Moa services stood before was converted into a restaurant and the workshop demolished. Since John, Pat and Fred moved out, there has been no reported activity. Fred claims that after Pete the Poltergeist left Croix Road, it followed Fred to his house in Landoff and moved in with him and his wife Jerry, where Fred eventually accepted his presence in his home and felt he was part of the family. 
The interesting thing about this case is that the activity wasn't attached to just one person. Rather, Pete seemed determined to involve the local community and would showcase his presence to anyone who entered the shop. In fact, in the early 1990s, before the shop was vacated, someone from a nearby shop on the same street tried throwing a stone at the shop's front window. Instead of hearing the stone ping off the glass, they reported seeing another stone fall to their feet. If Pete really is the young schoolboy that Fred saw, then maybe Fred was right all along. It really was just a rowdy schoolboy throwing stones and being mischievous. Now, when I first heard about this case on the TV show, I'm taking you back a bit now if you're my age, strange but true, uh, I was fascinated and yet at the same time really frightened. Uh, I don't think I slept that night as I was only a young girl at the time and ghosts were something not to be meddled with. But years later in my own house, the house I live in now, something similar happened to us. It must have been a few weeks after we'd moved in and as we went to sleep, the sounds of rocks rolling and smashing on the roof could be heard and sometimes wake us up in the middle of the night. In the morning too, just after waking, I would lie in bed and hear the same noises. The crashing, rolling and banging of what sounded like huge rocks raining down on our roof. Time and time again, Carl and I would go outside expecting to see large lumps of something hard on the ground or at least some kind of evidence on the roof or in the gutters. But bizarrely, there was nothing. My first thought was that it was birds flying over the top of the house and dropping stones. Why? I have no idea. And still to this day, the stone throwing is a mystery and we never did find out what it was. It was only until I read over the case of the Cardiff poltergeist that I put two and two together. Now, as you know, our house is haunted. I presumed that when we moved in, the spirits wanted to frighten us. I think they wanted to see our reaction. And we also have two spirit children, Elizabeth and Benjamin. Were they making the noises? And I'm guessing that they were just like Pete the poltergeist. The coin showing up also mirrors my own experiences and I can assure you that that phenomena is real and baffling and yet so flipping joyous. I love it. With me, as you know, I've seen them rain from a ceiling onto the floor and in my own house, I've had them show up in my bed. Yes, I think I've told you this. Pulled the duvet back. <laughs> there were two old pennies. I think dating back, I think 1890s or they were really early anyway. And I keep them all and I've made them into brooches that I wear on my coat and I call them pennies from heaven. So, was the ghost of the schoolboy Pete? Well, my guess is that it, it was. Child ghosts are particularly playful and love nothing more than to make a noise, mainly to prank you and tease you. The pranks of my two little monkeys have played on us the pranks my two little monkeys have played on us have been remarkable and sometimes frightening. When they have scared me, I have asked them gently not to do that again. And bless them, they haven't. One incident, as you know, I've told this story many times, but I can't help myself. I was so gobsmacked with it. I remember me and one of my kids, not the ghostly kids, had had a big argument, as you do, mum and, and child, you know, have you done your homework, that type of thing. It escalated and they were quite naughty and rude. So they, the following, I think that night, that's right, that night, everybody, they'd gone off. It was the summer holidays. They'd gone off on holidays. Uh, Carl was away. I was the only one in the house and I locked up that night 
And in the morning when I came down, I couldn't get into the kitchen. Something had barred the door and I thought, what's going on here? And I couldn't get in and I couldn't get in. And eventually I pushed my way in and we have very heavy kitchen chairs and one of the chairs had been pushed up to the, to the door. But that wasn't all. I walked in and found kitchen chairs on top of the table, but they were balanced in a pyramid and they were beautifully aligned. This was the most bizarre thing. Perfect. It was like somebody had taken a tape measure and measured that each chair, it was, it was just amazing. And then something I've, I've I don't know why I, I sort of forget to put this bit in, but on the floor was my child's school bag. In the school bag, they had a jumper and all their books with their homework in. It was open and all the items were scattered all over the floor. And I remember when, I think it was weeks later, we did a seance in the dining room, as you do. Elizabeth and Benjamin came through and they told me that they had put the chairs on the table and that they had taken my child's bag and emptied it and they tapped out, they are naughty. And that to me was, it was almost like Elizabeth and Benjamin were uh, on my side and sort of protecting me in a way, sort of like, we're with you, adopted mummy. So that was really interesting. And stone throwing is definitely a very, very common practice in haunting. So if you hear stones rolling on your roof, and there's no evidence the next day, you could have a peat. This week's story comes from our listener, Jay. Hey there, Yvette and Carl. Oh, Carl gets a mention today. I wanted to share my paranormal experience that literally changed my life for the better and guaranteed my faith in life after death. When I was 21 years old, my dog Stinger passed away. In the morning, I had to leave for work and I had to go without him. And I won't ever forget the look he gave me because I had to go. I was devastated and had a bad feeling about it. When I came home from work, I asked where Stinger was and my mum told me my sister had taken him to the vet. A short while later, my sister came home and she gave his collar to my mum and was really upset and said she had to put him down because of his deterioration of his spine. I was heartbroken and really gutted that I never even got to cuddle and say goodbye to him and I mourned for him for a very, very long time. A year later, I was lying in bed and around 2.40am, I heard his usual bark to come in at the front door. I had this rush go through my body that I've never felt before and I thought I was hearing things at first, but I had the best proof that I wasn't imagining it because his daughter, Fats, that was lying next to the bed, heard him too. So we both went downstairs to the front door and she was wagging her tail and very excited about it. I opened the front door, but I didn't see him. Fat's ears went up. She was still wagging her tail. I know now that he was coming back to not only say goodbye, but to prove to me that there's nothing to worry about when I die because there is life after death. A very special dog that I know I will see again when it's my time. Thanks for reading. Even if this doesn't make it out on the pod, at least you and Carl can have faith. There's nothing to worry about when our time is up. God bless. Well, thanks, Jay. You don't need to tell me. You know me. I can't wait for the adventure. Uh, And thanks so much for sharing your experience um, with us. Isn't it wonderful that Stinger came back to say goodbye? And remember, all animals go on to the next plane and you will see your pets again. That I can say with positivity. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. My family all heard our dog Stan bark in the room where we were conducting a seance. I called out to him as if he was still alive. You know, you go, come on, Stan. That's what you've got to remember, you know, when you're doing a seance or trying to contact um, the other side, whether it be human, animal, whatever. You've got to talk to them as if they were still alive. So if you're talking to a child uh, spirit, talk to them as if they're a child. And that's where I think quite a few investigators go wrong because sometimes your voice can sound a little bit gruff or um, it's not nice. Get down on your haunches, get down on your knees. Hello, sweetie. Can you see me? Can let's play a game. And you talk to if you're talking to you know a, a gentleman or you know hello, just be as as if they were in life. They're still alive. They're still in front of you. And I think you'll get more activity. So there I was, talking to Stan as if he was uh, still alive. And then we all heard panting, and then a um, a banging noise on the table leg next to me. And it sounded as if a tail was knocking against the wood in excitement, which sometimes he would do if we were eating at the table. I know this is a polite manners, but if we were eating at the table, Stan had come in and he'd, his tail would be wagging and it would be knocking against the table leg. Well, that was the noise we were all hearing. And then, of course, I said, good boy, where's your stick? Well, that was it. Then we heard a loud, massive bark in the room. It was right there. It was marvellous and really comforting. Now, still on the subject of poltergeists, have a listen to this clip, which I found on social media, where a family is celebrating their oldest child's birthday. Now, the family are all stood around in the kitchen and the cake's there with the candles and they're out, come on, let's all sing happy birthday. Uh, and they do. And as soon as they finish happy birthday, the activity starts. Have a listen. This is Christina's birthday party. And everyone at it, there's Brianna, her little cousin. There's Haley, her other cousin, and there's her daddy Tommy, Hello. and here's her Aunt Misty, and here's her Uncle Joey. What up with it? What up with it? All righty, let's go with this. Daddy lighting the candles. So we can get you in the cake on, cam on camera, so we yep. can remember your party, and we'll give a happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. you. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Chrissy. Happy birthday to you. Yay! Yay! Yeah. Go ahead, I'm running the camera. Alrighty. Daddy's cutting the cake. Did you like the bicycle and stuff you got for your birthday? Oh, God, Tommy, it's going to start again. Oh, God, thank you. We ain't got to mess everything. He's going to mess this up for everybody now. Come on, Sissy. Come on, baby, come on. I don't know what we're having. Come on. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry, baby. It's okay. It'll be all right. God, I wish we should have had this at Jerry's house. Okay. This stuff is starting again. I'm sorry, sweetie. You're okay. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Oh, God. Now, if you want to check out the footage, and believe me, you'll want to because it is really good, have a look on our Instagram page at Paranormal Activity Pod and let me know what you think. For me, I think this is real. Now, let's get the answer to this week's fact or fiction. To remind you, it was one Welsh legend. Try getting your tongue around that. One Welsh legend suggests that a mysterious being, part man and part dog, has been spotted in the city of Llanduff. I suppose Welsh, you'd say Llanduff, so apologies if I've said that incorrectly. So, what do you think? Well, the answer is fiction. Oh, I thought it was fact. Although not part man and part dog, a legend associated with the city of Llanduff does exist. Along the road between central Cardiff and Llanduff, a mysterious frog woman has been sighted by many locals and travellers since the 1800s. She moves like a frog and doesn't speak but croaks instead. Now a ghost, she's thought to be the disfigured daughter of a prominent family who was kept out of the public eye and kept at a farm nearby. After falling into the river Taft to her death, people have reported hearing her croaking screams for help and even seen her traversing the land, still hopping like a frog. If you saw that, that would be really frightening, wouldn't it? Get in touch with me and share your stories uh, at contact at paranormalpod.co.uk or we are on WhatsApp. Here's the number 075-999-27537. Go on, give us a call. And our Instagram handle is at paranormalactivitypod. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and I'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then, visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week, stay safe, and remember, things aren't always as they seem. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.